speaking Dude, of, we, if we should get, get fucking fieldy on this shit. Hell yeah. What if? Yeah, I suppose we should jump into Fred yeah. Durst then. This is the last Fred Durst Friday. This is momentous. Oh, crazy. I, uh, I guess we should save that discussion for when it starts. But. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, no, I, I have a I have a story for this episode, though. Coincidentally, I heard a Fred Durst story today, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. and I want to share it because I thought it was really <laughs> oh, funny. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, that's the thing. Fred Durst is really just... You can always start a conversation with so Fred ubiqui- Durst. So ubiquitous. We should get yeah. Fred Durst on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly? <laughs> can we? I don't, well, I don't know. If he listens to all of the stuff we said about him, I, he has to have a real good sense of humor about himself, which I feel like he kind of does. Probably he does. does. Uh, I mean, Well, you got to think about it. He's worth like $15 million. He, c- oh, he yeah. should have a little bit of self, self, you know, self-criticism about himself. And, and <laughs> you know, you should understand that like – I think people are starting to unironically like him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope he's not a Mark McGrath about people who talk shit about him. He doesn't uh, really give me that vibe. He seems like a pretty <laughs> chill dude, honestly, which is yeah. hilarious because of his persona. Right. Yeah. But I mean, he book. just, he seems well, I like. Hope a, you know, he packs a chainsaw. Yeah. He packs a motherfucking <laughs> just, chainsaw. Yeah, just, what? He'll skin your ass raw, but just don't ruin his day, I guess. Yeah. yeah. If, if it all stays chill, he'll just, he'll yeah. just be fine. And you know, Break if. Your fucking face, dude. And if his band keeps going this way, he just. Might, you know, call you an asshole. You're a dick. Hey, and would he be wrong? Yeah, no, no. Man, fuck you. Man, fuck you. I love how every time I do that, it becomes like more like squeaky crack. Yeah. Like I tried yeah, doing honestly, it the other day. It's become such a squeaky crack thing. Like among all of us, when we <laughs> yell it, uh, that when I watched Polly Shore is dead and heard it in there, I was like, that's not at all how I remember it. <laughs> see, I think when we do it, the goal is to see how squeaky we can get. No, yes. It's, 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 Hello and welcome everybody to a very, very special episode of the Cage Fight oh Podcast. Oh god, it's so special. Because this is not only special for the reasons that the rest of the series was special, but this is special even within yeah. that series. So you know, you know what time it is. I can't, I can't, it's the last episode! I'm getting a little emotional here, I'm not gonna lie. So I'm gonna try to go, but I don't right. cry because I'm not a little pussy bitch. You know, um, you know what time it is, it's, it's the time to say goodbye. <laughs> So you know what? Crack open a nice refreshing glass of wine because we're going to get drunk talking about all these Fredder's side projects that we're going to miss because on this episode, we are going to be reviewing the grand finals contestants in Fred Durst Friday. The very last. And those are Bleed and the Woodstock 99 performance. Whoa! And Let once... me be the first to say... And exactly. <laughs> and once again, yeah. I'd like to give... A couple moments of silence to some of our losers. So, first loser was Here We Are, Champions. Champions. How will I ever forget this song, frankly? It's Um, so good. And frankly, we need to talk more about Kevin Rudolph. That's true. He's really good. I think about that song a little bit too much. (laughs) And I think we can all agree that that song should be here today. Why are that and Get Naked the two that I think about the most? (laughs) Well, Because they're just the best. Uh, We Are the Champions, overplayed, overdone at sports stadiums and stuff. Start putting in Here We We Are. are the The Champions. Let's make that a cultural touchdown. Yes, let's do it. That, oh yeah, let, let's absolutely do that. Um, and that lost, of course, to our grand final nominee here, Bleed. Yeah. Uh, some other losers, the CarMax commercial, which was funny, but, you know, it did go up against, once again, the winner 
of that's that part of the bracket bleed because uh-huh. bleed is just better. I'm sorry. That was tough. Uh, the eHarmony commercial never, never, you know what? We never got off. Yeah. We never even actually saw it. We <laughs> just was, read an was, article about it. Uh, <laughs> and it could never spread its wings and fly. That was a huge handicap for the, uh, for the commercial. commercial <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of doomed from the start, just based on yeah. that respect. Uh, Zoolander uh, cameo lost the initial cameo because he's only in it for two seconds. But also Zoolander is much better than the winner of that one, which also lost eventually. Pauly Shore is dead, which... Yes. Might be the most racist thing to ever be in this bracket. Yeah, yeah true. And, uh, um, which uh, makes me regretfully say it's probably one of the best movies I watched this year. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Zoolander, <laughs> not a worse Fred Durst movie, but a much better movie. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, next one list here is All in the Family, which went pretty far and should it be lost in the final, in my opinion. Uh, so, needless to say, though. All in the Family did have a very admirable run, but eventually lost to Bleed. Mm-hmm. Fuck you! Yeah, because it's all in... Well, it lost anyway, so it doesn't matter. That's uh, true. And after that, of course, All in the Family beat Outside, which, I mean, Outside. I'm looking in, and that song fucking rocked, all oh, right? Yeah. Every time I listen to Stained, I put on my devil horns. I uh, <laughs> I drive up to the courthouse where I lost custody of my children for the first <laughs> time, and I'm just ready to fucking rock with Aaron Lewis and Mike Mashock, dude. You know, every time I hear that story about how they like just wrote that song in the dressing room before they went out on stage, <laughs> I'm thinking, this song sounds like it took years to perfect. Yeah. Yes. I feel like Aaron, uh, Aaron Lewis took all of his heartache and his pain and put it in that song that it took two minutes to write. You know- and I really relate to that one because inside I'm ugly. <laughs> I'm ugly like you. Yeah. And, and you know, Jess, I can see through you. Yeah. You can see who the real you is. Oh, yeah, is. I've been taking the invisibility and pills. I can see your true colors. And I mean, your true colors are very nice right now. Like, and, thank you. you know, I don't agree with Aaron Lewis on a lot of things, but I will say I do agree that he's pretty fucking ugly on the outside. Yes. Uh, no offense. Well, actually offense to him in oh, particular. Yeah. So much offense. Uh, and then next one listed here, Long Shots, which also didn't get a chance oh, to shit, I forgot get out to the next shots. round. It didn't win just like... Uh, Frankly, it was Jasmine a better movie Plummer. than Population 436, yeah. but I had to go with 436 because yeah. I felt it showcased Fred Durst. And it, it couldn't get through the next round just like Jasmine Plummer couldn't because she lost to the grand final of that, <laughs> that game, which is very unfortunate because I'm sure she's a very lovely person. Uh, yeah. And the winner of that one that once again did not beat uh, the grand finals winner uh, of that seed of the Woodstock 99 performance was Population 436. Rest in peace. Forever Which, to be remembered as that movie about that town where they... Yeah, Wicker Man Jr. That town where everyone had a southern accent, even though it took place in North Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it came out the same year as Wicker Man too. now. Thinking, I think it did, was, actually. Was yeah. Wicker Man 06 or 07? I think it was 06. 06 okay, yeah, then Population 436 was 06. I remember. And also, we have to admit, it was the best performance acting-wise that we saw out of Fred Durst here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, well, he didn't say any, like... Uh, homophobic slurs yeah. uh, in it, like his he, voice he did, didn't crack uh, at all either. Ones, but so, uh, yeah. I'd like to hear him say faggot more. It turns me on. <laughs> yeah, I, bet <laughs> I bet you just want Fred Durst to choke That's actually you. That's Jess's ringtone. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of weird. I bet you want late nineties Fred Durst to just like just just slam your ass and just choke your <laughs> fucking throat and call oh, you a faggot. Yes. Yep. <laughs> That's what I'm That's, dying uh, for. Maybe. And spit That's in your mouth. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Uh, next list here is the Fred Durst dump which also didn't succeed there. Mm-hmm. Very sorry. 
apologies to the Frontier's Tomb, but it didn't even win the contest it was in initially. Well, no, it, 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 it oh, did it, win the contest. It's, it's just true. it didn't just, get named that. Yeah, it got so short So it technically lost because... Uh, Fuck whoever decided to not use that. You know name. that's the thing, right? We're we're true believers in the people's democracy, yes. and the people should get to choose these things. And city government of Austin's like, no, listen, we're not going to let you name a dump uh, after Fred Durst, and we're also uh, going to have our mayor go to Cabo San Lucas while we tell everyone here not to leave their house and starve to death while we don't give you any money. Yeah. So Austin's a great place, you know. Yeah. It won the Not only are we a, a fan of, as you said, the the people's democracy. I'm also we're also big fans of uh, the Chinese democracy. <laughs> yes, uh, and, and honestly, if if one of the best free Dr. Peppers I ever drank. Yeah, and was it Dr. Pepper? Or was it like tacos a Taco Bell? Am I thinking of something different? That might be something. It was Dr. Pepper for sure. Okay, but I remember there was another contest where like if this didn't happen, you got a free taco, Taco Bell, or some yeah. shit. It was something like that. Um, I'll forever remember Chinese democracy as having been gifted to me, and then I tried to turn it in at a music exchange store where they bought CDs, and they wouldn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the next one after that was the Education of Charlie Banks, which didn't go anywhere to the amusement of Jess. The amusement? Yeah. That's the wrong word I think you're thinking of. It no, you were very aggravation. happy. You were very happy that um, it didn't, because you hated that movie. Oh, yes. And you wanted you wanted to watch that you wanted to watch the winner of that round, which unfortunately didn't make to the grand finals either. The <laughs> fanatic, because yes. you just love shitting on autistic and mentally challenged people. Uh, okay. Uh, which yeah, once I, again, though, I think it's criminal that that movie didn't make it to the grand finals. Cause it's just the best thing of all time. Yeah. But you I voted did. against it. <laughs> I'm just saying it's the best movie of all time. I just, cause I wasn't feeling it that day. doesn't mean I don't feel about that, yeah. about it. Like, nearly all the time that's true and i think we can all agree that we're all ableist but yes uh, we're all very problematic we also respect good art uh, <laughs> i agree <laughs> uh then of course the last two songs here seamless which seamlessly beat get naked mm-hmm. which yeah. get naked has to be i mean come on the best song it's I'm the, surprised I, I didn't get it going. I fucking why is that song stuck in my head all of the time? It's an earworm in the worst fucking way possible. I don't understand it. Get naked. Get naked. <laughs> it is and I I watched the original version, uh the shitty music video rip from like the early 2000s. And then I tried watching the like the actual like streamable version you get on Spotify. And granted the one on Spotify sounds better, but it also may sound worse because I can understand more of what's going on in the song. Oh, yeah. So it makes it worse in that fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> Get Naked in might be the worst non-crunk core song I've ever heard in my entire fucking That's life. That's true. Although if Broken Side did a remix, that might be perfect. Mm. Could you? Okay, Jess. We sh- we have to do a crunk core bracket at some fucking point. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Imagine listening to fucking yeah, what Breathe Carolina and uh, Broken Side and Blood on the Dance Floor. And uh, I, uh, hey, Blood I, on the I, Dance Floor would fit with the pedophile bracket. Or, yeah. or like I set my friends on fire. <laughs> like, oh, God. Oh, God Jesus. Blood, That's I, rough. I didn't know about the whole Blood on the Dance Floor pedophile thing. I just knew them as oh. like a god-awful band. I didn't know that until recently when Dave Oh, are you serious? Me. Because like, <laughs> yes. I was in high school when people were talking about Davi Vanity being a pedophile. Yeah, I remember because when I found out, I still that thought like that was the ago. second worst thing he ever did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 but no, I mean, Davi Vanity literally was like a sex offender before the band even started, I think. 
Yeah, God that's damn. That's how he like, got yeah. the name off the ground. That's how the blood got on the dance floor. <laughs> you you know you're a good band when you name yourself off after a single from Michael Jackson's late nineties period. His wait, is that what period. that is a reference yeah. to? It's a reference to a Michael Jackson song that came out in like nineteen ninety eight. Oh god. Which is objectively, I think we can all agree, is Michael Jackson's best work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love his uh, late 90s work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's doing his best stuff like uh, uh, like Corn and Limp Bizkit. Hey, he had Slash on a song, with, uh, so that's Did pretty he? cool. Yeah, Black oh, or White, dude. Oh, shit. Okay, fair enough. He did that duet with Paul McCartney. That's true, uh, about how black people Ivory. are uh, uh, not as cool as white people. Oh, whatever. so he, oh, did it. he was Ebony and Ivory, right? Wait, didn't they do the it, the the Girl is Mine on Thriller? Oh, yeah. He right. also did the duet with uh, Eddie Murphy. Uh, what's up, <laughs> Fucking um, Earache My Eye, part two. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Korn's Earache in My Eye, or Earache oh, My Eye, should I say, yeah. is... I listened to it like two nights ago. It rocks. Really? I don't remember. I just remember that they did it. They did. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's better than the original. I'll just say that. Fuck. That, you're probably right, though. It's just I uh, and also like, it. you know, we, we've made fun of all in the family for terrible instrumentals. But that song has like some of the most bang instrumentals on that whole album. It's pretty good. I like it. But yes, those are some of our sore losers. And to get into the real episode without crying this time, I will say. I can't all promise that. right, partner. It's time to kick back, relax, open up a nice, refreshing glass, of hot dog flavored water, open up a nice, delicious chocolatey pack of chocolate starfish. Because today we're going to get into the last episode of Soap for a Dirt Shit. So, yeah, once again, we're going to be reviewing. I hope you know what pack of chains are. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't even know what a pack of chains are. <laughs> Uh, but yes, we're going to be reviewing Bleed and the Woodstock 99 performance. Whoa. And we've reviewed these things several times, but I will give a quick refresher on Bleed first because that was the first thing here. So Bleed is a 1998 song from the band Soulfly mm-hmm. off their debut album. And this was, I believe, the first single from the band Soulfly. Uh, this song is notable for being the most stepson new metal song of all time. Uh, cause the song not only features live performances with one of his, uh, stepsons, step-sons. <laughs> but also is a song written about the death of his other stepson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the song is super stepson mm-hmm. and also Soulfly now features his biological son on drums. So this band just features a lot of stepson, son, of son stepdad energy. and dad energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and also speaking of dads, uh, Fred Durst was on the song. And I think had the best guest verse of any song that's been on this bracket. Yeah. I think we can agree on that. Yeah, I would say that I think this is Fred Durst's best feature that he's done. Yeah, they uh, should call it Breed because this makes me want to fuck. Yeah. we heard on this bracket. Um, And also, Fred Durst was a dad at this time. There's a lot of dad energy. But he's not a dad anymore. Uh, he is he a was dad, a dad <laughs> um, until uh, the guy from Soulfly's stepson actually killed all his sons. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh God, it, they're That's warring sad. families. It's like, listen, I, I I'm a dad, and I was like, I used to be a dad. Oh, I'm still a dad now, but I used to be too. <laughs> yeah, the well, Mitch Hedberg, uh, if he ever was, well, a Mitch dad, Hedberg said too. I shouldn't he's, say that. <laughs> he's not. He's not a dad if he ever was. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh God, rest in peace, Mitch Hedberg. You're uh, Midwest King energy there. But yes, uh, and also, <laughs> sorry, I was just gonna make some real bad jokes about like, yeah, 
uh, we got an absent father. He's fucking dead. About <laughs> oh, <laughs> as absent as you oh, can get. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we and last uh, last episode we talked about this. We also did r- r- read a really good article on uh, uh, Max Cavalera's thoughts on writing this song as well. So there's a lot of really interesting and good things to say about this song individually. I will say. Oh yeah. So this, this song is very notable for being the only song in this bracket that actually has a lot of interesting shit to say about it. Indeed. I mean, except for Get Naked, which is has to be probably the smartest and most well-researched song of all time. Yeah, it's um, – I mean it takes a certain level of intellect to really get some of the nuance of it. Yeah, but it takes a certain amount of IQ. Which is why we went through the whole thing line by line and analyzed it <laughs> yeah, in the and original Yeah, and then never listened to it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, I think you you listen to it in your head because it stays rent-free in your head. <laughs> it does. I've heard it – I heard it like two or three times in preparation for that episode and never since, but it's still in my head. Oh, yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. Uh, I've <laughs> listened to it maybe once since because I'm like, I just need to listen to this to try to – I just need to – no, why? I, I think I need to get it out of my system and maybe maybe I'll jam to some uh, uh, Methods of Mayhem on the way home. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Is that what it, Wait, Methods of Mayhem? Yes, Methods yeah. of Mayhem, yeah. They have two albums and one came out like last mayhem. year. That's mind-blowing. <laughs> it does not have Tilo or Mixmaster Mike on it, though. That's fucked up. So. <laughs> okay, now T-Lo I went out a weird, uh, weird... Okay, so there's... Methods of Mayhem, I thought of Method Man, but what if he was Meth Head Man? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, I think Dave made that joke on an earlier episode when I made a Nick Cage as like meth a Method head Actor. Man. Oh, yeah. Said, oh, you mean a Meth Head Actor? <laughs> oh, meth Head Man uh, says stuff like, I'll fucking, I'll fucking put the rock in the pipe and light it up. Yeah. I'll fucking. I'll, I'll let f- that heat up over the lighter real slow. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> but you know what? Let's Fuck yes, for, for the deep Bad cut of 36 Chambers reference <laughs> oh, oh 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 never mind never i got excited because i'm like i thought you mentioned the the alaska band 36 crazy fists and i'm like who the fuck is referenced 36 crazy fists in the year 2020 and it's like oh oh never mind you mean the wu-tang album five finger 36 crazy fists <laughs> you know to be for five finger death punch is something i've that. definitely given to a girl at some point uh oh that's neither here nor there uh but yes that doesn't <laughs> 30, sound good <laughs> Is this domestic you, abuse or fisting? We need to classify. We're talking about fisting here. Oh, okay, I thought you that's meant okay. you uh, stopped her heart. Yeah, you kickstart my heart. <laughs> no, okay, let's let's not. I mean, we already did mention Tommy Lee and Motley Crue. Let's, that's true. Let's not let's not reference that anymore. Yeah. But I will it's say, out of the bracket. Is there anything else we want to talk about? Bleed before we get onto our our next ch- grand finals challenger here. No. Oh, I didn't tell my Fred Durst story, but that's not really. Oh yeah, please, the... please tell me your Fred Durst story. Um. Uh. Okay. Okay. So I was uh, I was listening to a podcast today. Um, uh, they're more successful than we are, so they don't need a shout out. But and this is more relevant to our podcast than theirs. Yeah. So um, uh, th- they were telling a story about how um, they were at a restaurant, um, and uh, all of a sudden this guy with a briefcase walks in, and they start like pushing a bunch of tables together, right? And then all of a sudden, it's uh, in walks Fred Durst and his entire family. Oh. And the guy opens a briefcase and it's a backgammon board. <laughs> and Fred oh. Durst and this guy proceed to like sit there and play backgammon while Fred Durst's family has like Sunday dinner and they don't acknowledge them at all. What the fuck? <laughs> so I, I legit thought you were going to reference the music video for Take a Look Around. Oh, no. From Limp Biscuit, Because that's very reminiscent of that music video. Maybe he thought of it when he was fucking ignoring his children to play backgammon in a restaurant for some reason. <coughs> anyway, uh, 
that's that's your Fred Durst uh, dinner story for the final <laughs> episode. I I don't understand why he chose to play backgammon at a restaurant, ignoring his family. But I mean, I mean he could what, easily do that at home. I mean, uh, listen, there's never a good time to not ignore your family. That's true. true. All I can say is I hope uh, Fred got checkmate that day. Yeah, exactly. All right, but yes, let's get into the last challenger here. And I will say the last challenger here. Um, that is objectively a very negative event that happened in, in music history. Now, why, what makes you say that? Oh, I'm going to say the sexual assaults, arrests. Okay, but with, the, if, if it wasn't for that. Uh, well, okay, I will say, though, their actual performance the is intense. good, but also what led to it is objectively a little problematic. Mm-hmm. I would say, Jess, do you think it's, do you think it was worth having a really good Limp Bizkit performance uh, while a actual gang rape was happening, <laughs> uh, do you think that's a thing that should be allowed to exist in the same realm? To- I just thought of a great name I, for an album: soundtrack know- to a gang rape. <laughs> oh, God. You just played Woodstock for a Durson, like Lebiscus Woodstock '99. Um, you know, I don't. No, I don't think it was worth it really in the end, um, to, especially to the people who got gang raped, that there was a great biscuit performance. Uh, and also I mean, the, the actual well-documented uh, camera footage of women getting groped mm. uh, during the yeah. song Nookie, by uh, the way, which is also a know, little... <laughs> it's a little on the nose. Yeah, a little, uh, a little on the nose there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I will say it's a very notable uh, and very infamous part of Limp Bizkit and, and by extension Fred Durst. It is, existence. and it was kind of a pivotal point in their career. But... It, oh, yeah, immensely. I mean, it was the thing that I think really kind of cemented either your love or hate opinion of Limp Bizkit because Limp Bizkit were like a big band by that point. Um, significant other, interestingly enough, hadn't came out yet. Really? It was still a couple months out. Oh, but the singles were out. But the singles were out, yes. So it was a very pivotal moment where like significant other was about to come out. You know, there were a rising name and that just really just fucking blew everything out. Yeah, to go from rising name to like national headline type mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, for I mean for um, uh, of course very negative reasons yeah, that happened. But any publicity is uh, something publicity. Look at uh, the XXX Tentacion, right? <laughs> like, you know, oh, that's true. Featured on the uh, Into the Spider-Verse soundtrack. Uh, oh, <laughs> wait, is he really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I thought, because I knew that there were a bunch of fucking, I know Post Malone. I thought it Juice was- Juice World uh, was on Juice there. Juice World, yeah. Uh, I didn't realize Tentacion was on that too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Oh, I'm, like, I'm sorry, good, actually, good Woodstock 99 came out the month after Significant Other. Oh, but okay. within very close proximity of each other. So, yeah. Maybe I mean, this, everybody was assaulting each other because they were so mad that they didn't know all the words yet. And I think the reason I, I didn't, I, I thought it came out a little earlier is because uh, um, the music video for Rearranged directly references Woodstock 99. Oh, hmm. maybe they so. did the video after the fact. They must have, yes. Um, or and, they're very uh, good at, they're like the Nostradamus of new metal. Yeah! So. <laughs> and I will say, just to reiterate to our audience, even though Limp Bizkit were very pivotal in escalating the mayhem that happened, they weren't the method of the mayhem. No. But uh, they did, they didn't do a whole lot to bring it down, but they were not the instigators of it. Like they weren't going out and being like, yeah, rape all the women and, while we play songs. That wasn't happening. But at the same time, they yeah, did. Yeah, not that I know of. They did not help the situation at all. I will say that, especially during break stuff, which I think is still, I mean, when people think of Woodstock 99 and Limp Bizkit, they think of break stuff immediately. Yeah. Cause that was when things really got off the fucking rails. Yeah. Actually fun fact ever since that performance, 
Um, every time they perform break stuff now, they actually uh, change the lyrics to be build stuff. Yeah. <laughs> build back better build stuff. stuff. <laughs> build a community. God. Could you imagine Joe Biden listening to Limp Bizkit? Oh, fuck. It features you, Bob the Builder. J- Joe Biden comes out and plays uh, break stuff on his phone on uh, International yeah! Fred <laughs> Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. You know, listen, like, Jack, it's just one of those days. Uh, it's just one of those. It's, there's, there's been malarkey in this day. Oh God! From tip to taint. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Woodstock '99 and Limp Bizkit's a big fucking deal. <laughs> mm. That's that's a old that's an old head reference from Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, terrible reference. Um, and also to be fair, Limp Bizkit did not learn their lesson because two years later, an Australian teenager was stomped to death during a mosh pit at a Limp Bizkit concert. It, uh, but that time they did tell the audience to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like hey. If you're an Australian teenage girl, you're going to get fucking stomped out tonight. <laughs> Full disclosure. Just one of those days where you want to get stomped down. Hey, uh, hey, at least it's not like what Randy Blythe actually did, like directly kill the guy. Albeit accidentally. Yeah. He, no, but, he uh, pushed a stage diver off stage. Like that's true. Most, like every punk musician has ever done. That's true. Henry Rollins has done that a thousand more times than Randy Blythe will ever do. Mm-hmm. He- and Henry Rollins has uh, deliberately killed people. <laughs> that's fine to me. Yeah, well, what his friend friend that got killed in venice he was the one who actually did it yeah uh, yeah so. oh, okay wait we got back on topic then immediately <laughs> went on topic so like um, <laughs> let's bring it back so okay. fred dogs for freddy and also i will say some some more things that does give uh woodstock 99 some more uh infamous cred we did talk about how it was a literal open toxic sewage pit that's Hell true yeah. uh, the frienders dump on With an the- airfield mm-hmm that was a tarmac in, in with a hundred degree fucking weather with no shade and just poo and piss everywhere. <laughs> poo and piss and bad quality water. What was in the water again? It was a PCBs and lead. Oh, yay. And Lovely. boiling hot piss. PCBs <laughs> that are uh, carcinogens that are literally not allowed to be in any amount in like the water supply. I hear PCB yeah. and my nerd ass things perforated circuit board. No, nah, uh, it stands for uh, pre crazy bacteria. <laughs> yeah, pre yes. There's a pretty crazy bacteria here. Uh, but yes, so just a toxic pit dump. Uh, sexual assault going on. Um, so he, you know, honestly, the gang rape and the rape and the groping is already terrible. But imagine that in a open fucking sewage pit on a tarmac, getting raped, mm-hmm. like the worst fucking shit in history. Yeah, like Jesus Christ, like whoever that happened to is probably still in therapy to this fucking day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a life ruiner and certainly not worth it. <laughs> no, yeah. to listen to and listen, I love Limp Biscuit, right? I really do, but. Limp Bizkit is not worth listening to if it causes a lifetime of trauma. Yeah, yeah. even even if there was no sexual assault, I think <laughs> in a hundred degree weather on black tarmac with no shade, eight dollar waters and toxic sewage, it's still not worth it. I'm no, sorry. it ain't worth it. <laughs> like, uh, like you're living in you're living in conditions that even people who live in the slums of Mumbai would be like, dude, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, uh, even to the most impoverished people, Woodstock 99 is a fucking yeah, tragedy. You're, yeah, you're like in Kowloon, Walled City in the late 80s. You're like, man, this shit's fucked, dude. Like, why would you go there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, Jesus Christ. But uh, but yeah, I will say their performance is genuinely pretty good. Um, Fred Durst is on his A game. Um, the middle finger game, once again, of uh, Sam Rimmers is very weak. Mm-hmm, um, but true. West Borland's costume game is also on point. As usual. As usual. 
I, I do think the 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 uh, the dynamic between Limp Bizkit is interesting because you have like four guys who are dressed completely normal. You have one guy who just dresses like a weirdo every time. Yeah, it, yeah. It I just funny. don't think it works very well. It, it is strange. It feels so weird that Wes Borland dresses like that. Like imagine but. the band Ghost if uh, just like the drummer showed up. <laughs> the yeah, yeah. like if Slipknot if ever like only <laughs> only like uh, well not uh, Chris Fenn's not in the band anymore, but Chris Fenn was in the band. And he's the only one who's dressed up in like the long nose costume. It doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't work. It's Sean Crahan and the unmasked folks. <laughs> I just don't think it works. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, his costumes are great, but, like, why is he the only one that dresses up? Like, Sam Rivers literally comes out in a hoodie and, like, khaki pants every time. Yeah. They, well, it's yeah, like they, Wes Borland wanted to start a Kiss cover band, and the rest yeah. of them were like, we got different things we want to do, but, like, he's like, I already bought all the face paint. And like, Yeah, Limp Bizkit's biggest blunder, possibly, is refusal to coordinate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I think that also is kind of a strength of Limp Bizkit, and by extension this performance obviously is that like they all do have their own style and it all gels into the perfect mix of musical sounds yeah i mean limp biscuit kind of represents america it kind of a musical soundscape a lot of people who look different and uh, come from different backgrounds coming together to make new exactly like you you have uh you know a guy from north carolina who is in the military you have uh sam rimbers and john otto who are like jazz trained musicians you have DJ Lethal, who's from Latvia. That's an interesting experience of an immigrant coming to America and being in House of Pain first. Shit, yeah. <laughs> and then being in Limp Bizkit. And, you know, you have uh, Wes Borland, who's just the coolest motherfucker of all time. So very diverse. Who gets more residuals, do you think? House of Pain or Limp Bizkit? Oh, definitely Biscuit. Oh, I'm going to say House of Pain. Dude, Jump Around still gets played everywhere. Well, I mean, it did until I COVID. Think, but that's it. That's all they got. Do you know how much money that song makes? Because it plays at every single sports game. Yeah, but every I Every mean, single like, sports game. I, when, I, when was the last that, time Limp Bizkit got played at nearly anything? And a shame. Tragedy. Um, Actually, uh, at every Bucks game, the after the third quarter, they do they play the Behind Blue Eyes cover. <laughs> well, all those residuals go to uh, The Who, unfortunately. Yeah, that's true. Even though it's a cover. Yeah. And Limp Bizkit made it. And well, to be fair, Limp Bizkit only gets the residuals from the L I M, like the speak and spell part of that song. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I do think that Jump Around probably just gets more resistance. I mean, that song was in fucking uh, Kiss of Death. That's true. I mean, come on. That got well, more Kiss residuals. of Death, it was slightly more relevant because that movie came out in like 95. That but that movie got more like that movie got that song more residuals than anything Limp Bizkit has ever been in. Unfortunately, I mean. Okay. Uh, all joking aside, though, I don't know. I feel like that's a question that we would have to do some significant research on. But I do think that jump around. Research. Yeah, significant some significant other research uh, for the show. Uh, but yes, I will say once again, Woodstock '99 trigger warning. If you guys do want to watch it, there is actual sexual assault that happens filmed on camera. Oh yeah. Uh, so it's a little heavy. Mm. Uh, I mean, the whole performance is heavy. Just listen to the audio. Um, yeah, I would agree. If if you can, because I mean, the, it was on our podcast on, episode yeah. where we played the whole yes. thing. But it was released on Good CD. Plug. It was released on CD and DVD. So if you can get the CD version, just listen to that. I wouldn't recommend watching it just because of the sexual assault that happens. Yeah. Um, but, you know. The, a lot of good other stuff, though, you know. And I will say, Limp Bizkit does a pretty good performance for every awful thing that was going on at Woodstock 99. So I think we do have to judge that as well. Um, but is there anything to add before we get on to the final vote here? Now, here, I guess we could say, are we voting on, like, quality or significance or... Well, if or we're going to vote on so we significant 
other things about it, I think it's obvious which one we choose. That's true. So, but I think we should also choose which one we think is just either the most Fred Durst, the best, anything else, the most Durstian, the most Durstian. And I am I'm a Fred Durstorian, so I do feel like my opinion should weigh at least three times as much as your guys. (laughs) That's true. So whichever one I choose would pretty much. Yeah, so let's uh, let's have Taylor vote. Yeah, right. uh, but I will say, uh, wh- whichever one you choose, whichever one you think is the single best Fred Durst thing, is wrong. This is a this is a big moment, everybody. Now it this should be the best Fred Durst thing, most important, etc. Doesn't matter. Whichever one you feel is appropriate to vote for. Be and I will once again say this is the final one. So we have to make it count, guys. All right. Can we? Is there a write-in option? Uh, you know, that's the thing is that voting by – you were able to vote by mail until November 3rd. Oh, uh, shit. And it has to be postmarked by November 3rd too, unfortunately. Okay. But we're going to throw out about 150,000 votes because they didn't uh, – Once again, the great steal we found a way of, to of, this, of this vote. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 150,000 people were, were going to uh, participate in this election, but they uh, sat out for some reason. So – Oh, God. Are we doing that countdown? We are doing Delicious that. Countdown? Oh, I'm sorry, Dave. Do you want to do the countdown? What? Uh, Dave, do you want to do this final? Listen, this is the final countdown of Fred Durst. Come Friday. on, Come on man. You know, fuck, fine. 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 No. Ah. Can't even do this. Just Come on, just it's the time. last time for Fred Durst Friday. This is a momentous occasion. I am asking. <laughs> yeah, Dave, you okay. cunt. Okay, I you know what? You too. Wait, what? I, was, I don't know. I was trying to push him, but it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, we were trying right. to push you, but we couldn't hear what you were saying there. You cut out if you're saying something else. <laughs> yeah, Dave. God damn. Okay, this is a good. I, I give up. I, I, okay, okay. One. Okay. <gasps> One. Seven. Fuck! Six. He's going down. Seven. Okay. Oh, damn okay. it. I thought Three. It, we have a literal two. Seven. <laughs> Wait, he said three, two, and one. We could cut no. it together. Yeah, we can. Seven. <laughs> All right, I'll do it then. Seven. Three, two, one. One. Bleed. Woodstock 99. <laughs> What'd you say, Jess? Bleed. I said bleed, too. You fucking... <laughs> okay, so listen. Listen, so the only reason I said this, right, is... And I'm glad you decided to vote with me, Jess. Because um, even though Woodstock 99 was a very pivotal moment and it was very very pivotal and important about it, in but. Fred Durst's life. It was also objectively extremely negative. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why I voted for it. <laughs> You're a pretty Horrible things person. happen. Yeah. I do have to say it is kind of almost hilarious to read about just how god awful the conditions were there like that there was tainted water that there was open sewage People running in the People were literally tents. sleeping yeah, at night in open sewage in their tents. It yeah. borders on comedy. Like how <laughs> fucking insane all the conditions were. Like the UN would show up and be like, yo, dude, you need to fix this shit right now. Like, yeah, but like, the, the combination of things going on is fucking so absurd. They would consider that a war zone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was literally a war. There were literally war crimes going on. There. If Woodstock 99 happened today, we would fucking drone strike it before yeah, uh, seriously. anything happened. And also like Bleed, even though... It did come from very negative circumstances. I mean, it was like an actual therapeutic thing for Max Cavalera. Like, he mm-hmm. used it as a way to, like, you know, help cope with the death of his stepson. And I think that's honestly yeah. very moving and beautiful and in a way. it made a lot of Max Cavalera's stepsons and sons really 
probably happy. Yes, <laughs> I just think it's really fucked up that he killed his stepson to get inspiration. <laughs> that, I mean, too, once again, though, it was never proven in the court of law. <laughs> That's true. Also, uh, Casey Anthony uh, was uh, Casey Anthony did not kill anybody. Yeah, she or, was you know? she was uh, uh, angel, uh, not guilty. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and that, found not guilty by a, a jury of her peers. You so. say like they they were no angel. No, Casey Anthony is an angel. Yeah, yeah. I can all agree with that. She's hot as fuck. An angel of <gasps> death. <gasps> I'd call her a milf, but <laughs> you have you don't want to fuck her right now. That's that was the thing. No, she's um, not a mother anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like that. Yeah, dog. Well, I mean, I don't know. She could have had a child in that in that time frame. That's true. Know. Casey Anthony, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm ready up. for number two. But yes, I will say we will crown. Here we are. We are at a champion. Uh, bleed. Bleed, yes. It's kind bleed of which that we beat the song that yeah. we are using to celebrate <laughs> Bleed. Well, that's the thing is that they're bending the knee. They're like, well, I thought I was a champion. Well, you are now the champion. Here you are. You are the champion. Yeah. And I just feel good to be beaten by the best, yeah. you know? Yeah, they say it can't be done, but it was. <laughs> bleed won. I can't believe, yeah. That's amazing. We crowned a champion we on a Fred champion. Durst fucking Friday. You know, wrong champion, I thought it would be but... a long fucking time before we ever crowned uh, a champion on the Cage Fight podcast. But then we got this fucking podcast and it's hard to believe that this already all went by. Yeah, seriously. Episodes. This is 15 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> now, Damn. Let me just for the for the record books, I just want to say Woodstock ninety nine, uh, regardless of what was in the final, should be the winner of this bracket. <laughs> but in an alternate reality, alternate history, the fanatic and all in the family should have been the final two <laughs> okay. in the first place. We could do a bronze match. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we could do the the losers final. Yeah. That's true. As long as we acknowledge that whatever wins the bronze match is the true winner. <laughs> of well, no, if, Fred, if we're doing Fred. double elimination, it'll go up against the grand final because this is essentially the winner's final. Well, I think by naming Bleed the winner, we are eliminating it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> From loser contention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, I can't. I honestly can't believe we're done with this. This is fucking wild. We actually finished a whole ass bracket. It's been it's, a wild um, ride. It's been unbound. Insane ride, folks. I think we're gonna after this take a short little break from uh, doing uh, bonus episodes. But fairly soon, we are going to start doing these bonus episodes, like Fredder's Friday here, uh, as Patreon exclusive content. So if you like what you hear and uh, what what we've done for you. Throw us some money on Patreon and you'll be able to hear even more bonus content episodes like this one here on Fred Durst Friday. We will be doing, uh, and that's where I'm going to cut in whatever the next bracket is when we decide what it is. So uh, Taylor and I will be doing uh, monthly cake farts. Um, I just oh. came up with an idea. We do monthly cake farts. Yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> yeah, what, what if we came up with multiple bracket ideas and put it to a Twitter poll? Where oh, people can oh, vote on it. That's a good idea, actually. And then we do that one. Because like then the, the people are listening to what they want to listen to, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Unless they're fucking stupid. <laughs> hey, All Twitter right. followers, read a book. Yeah, read a fucking book. <laughs> God. 
But yeah, um, so do the novelization of uh, yeah, the novelization of oh Woodstock. Oh my god, what if we did a bracket? Of, is dead. <laughs> what if we did a bracket of novels we had to read? That would oh be god, <laughs> we we should we should only do like shitty YA novels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because th- those are the only novels that I can read in a week anyway. So you know what we should do? We should uh, do a reading series of both Ready Player books. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> a bracket of just Ready Player One and Ready Player Two. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. But is there anything else to add before we officially end Fred Durst Friday? Rest in peace to all the losers. You played hard out there. Yes. And I will say no matter what, and we want to reiterate this, even though Fred Durst Friday may be gone from your feeds, it will never be gone from your hearts. Yeah. and I, I Or your butts. It won't be butts. gone from your heart. And I do have to say also, I hope this was enlightening to you about the career of Fred Durst. It certainly was to me. I was not aware of oh, yeah. all of these I things. mean, shit, there were a lot of things I had to look up and I'm like, wait, that's a thing? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, hope, hope you learned something and uh, please stick around for the next extra special bonus bracket type thing. Absolutely. Yeah, and we're, we're Cage Fight Pod on Twitter. Uh, we're actually collecting pictures of uh, our fans' buttholes to put uh, a collage together. If you just want to just DM us that picture. And once again, we're not doing Please Austin do Jones that. thing. They're not underage. They're no. of age buttholes. Legal but Well, actually, the collage slash calendar is called Legal Buttholes Yes, collage so. of chocolate starfishes. Yes. I and, am going uh, to hate when I open up the fucking DMs for this for the rest of time when people randomly find this episode and listen to it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jess is too elitist to enjoy a good butthole. Yeah. But, like, I like a good butthole, but I don't just want them popping up in my DMs. When I want to find a butthole, I'll go I search I love it. an unsolicited butthole. Oh, okay. If it's a good one, then it's fine. <laughs> okay. I actually signed up for a new uh, app where uh, they're supposed to message you first. Uh, it's called Bumphole. <laughs> uh, Y'all are just... bringing uh, Falcon Jacob to mind right now, and I don't <laughs> like it. Uh, so, so well, thanks for listening. <laughs> Absolutely. This is Taylor signing off. And Mike. Bye-bye. <laughs>